Welcome to Nurse Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. Hey Sam. What's up, Chris? Living life. <laughs> I feel like like we tr- always try to start the show off with like a like high energy when we say our names and then we just re- completely lose it like the <sighs> second we say it. Yeah. Too relaxed. Are we too relaxed? I don't know. I don't think so. No. W- what do you think, listeners? We need a uh, like need I a like hype man. I like well oh my god. Yeah, like Leo Rush. <laughs> like well, do you like Chris Jericho's like Talk is Jericho theme song? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I always liked it better when he did it all like in studio himself. He sang his own song mm. and he did that ridiculous The Pod of Thunder has arrived, you know, all that you know, that shtick. He had well, a he cowbell. Went, for a while he was letting other people make the opening and he was playing it every once in a while. Yeah. He hasn't done that in a really long time. Good podcast. You don't listen to Chris Jericho's podcast. It's pretty solid. It's so. my favorite wrestling podcast, other uh, than our own, I guess. <laughs> other than our own, it's that one. I like Chris Jericho's podcast, and I like uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast. Yeah, well, you keep recommending that one to me. He likes that one, too. And it's really, really, really good. The, the 83 Weeks one? 83 or the, Weeks, yeah, yeah. The one where he talks about Nitro. Uh, even though Jericho, I just listened to one where he was talking about, like, that That didn't happen. This isn't true. There's tons of times that, uh, so it's Conrad Thomas is the co-host on that one, yeah. which is married to uh, Ric Flair's other daughter. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. And, um, yeah, he calls him out on his bullshit all the time because he'll, like, Bischoff will say something and he'll be like, okay, you said this yeah. in 1995, so yeah. that is bullshit. Yeah. So. Is Conrad the same guy that does the Pritchard podcast? Yeah, same guy. Okay. Same guy. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, he used to do the Flair podcast. Okay. And I, I, I don't do think that would work. That's interesting. Well, and then Jericho's talking about where he's listening to Bischoff talk about him, where he mm. says, well, the thing about Bischoff is that he was managing however many wrestlers. I think I would know my own stories mm-hmm. more than he would. And even though it is a conversation with him there, so it's not exactly the Bischoff same Bischoff says that a lot, too, though. He's like... I had my hands in like a hundred different things. So if I remember something differently than somebody else, they're probably right. Yeah. So good podcast. Go check that out. But make sure you check out our podcast. Obviously, that means you're listening to it already. So you're already one step in. We mm-hmm. need some more reviews on our iTunes. So okay. if you're listening to this podcast, leave us a review. You can stop right now. No, continue to listen. And at the end of this podcast, go leave us a review. I like early reviews. There's nothing better than saying how you feel about something before you even... I'm cool with that. It's very, like, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. It's a very consistent... Inter- um, so it was, uh, as usual, a busy uh, wrestling weekend. A really kind of busy it weekend. F- it feels like... Like, we'll occasionally take week, you know, Fridays off. We won't mm-hmm. do a show every... We release a podcast every Friday, except... Unless we, we don't. Unless yeah. we don't. And when we do release a show, it always feels like... We just watched 10 shows over a, a span of time, but it really was always like over. It feels like we only cover things like on the weekends where so much happens and we can't, we don't even really have time to talk about everything. We had to touch on little bits. There's always so much going on. So I'm super behind on New Japan. Mm-hmm. There's lots of New Japan stuff happening. Well, destruction just happened. Yeah. Um, you had uh, WWE Super Show. Super Showdown. Whatever. That you had to even <laughs> remind me that was this past weekend. I know. I watched that show and I totally forgot about that show happening this past week mm-hmm. i didn't watch it when it happened i, had, I didn't I well obviously it was like it was like a new japan show where it came on first thing in a month mm-hmm. so i didn't watch it in sunday so i only watched it three days ago yeah um so what did you feel about the show was well, super showdown yeah man it's exactly what we all said it was going to be a house show that we'll all forget about well it's weird when they announced the greatest royal rumble and that weird time slot and that weird like Throwing off the rhythm of the pay-per-view calendar, people thought they were going to make it a big deal. Or some people thought that, and then a lot of people thought it was just, it was just a house show that they're kind of raising up really is. 
And then it turned out to be that's based on what it was. So this one, I think people maybe think anticipated that's what it was going to be. It had its moments. Yeah. I, I really liked Buddy Murphy's match with Cedric Alexander and him Which winning was the title. Probably the best match on the card. Uh-huh. I went to a house show a few months ago. Where I forget how good Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy yeah. has grown a lot. Yeah. I remember hearing people complain about like the discussion of whether or not NXT was really developmental or not. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone's like kind of discussion killing point was if i have to watch buddy murphy it's development mm-hmm. and he's come a long way since being like kind of the uh this isn't what i came here for kind of guy like he really is a, a you know a really special t- and not 205 i mean he's I that's like what they say that up every single time that's what they say anyway. it's weird though that like so he at the house show that i saw he had a match with cedric alexander was when they were first putting them together mm-hmm. and it stole the show there too and it's really starting to dawn on me because as i said i just listened to a podcast by Chris Jericho talking about his work with Eric Bischoff and his problem. It was him talking about why he left WCW to come to WWE because the anniversary of his debut was just a few months, like a few weeks ago. And him talking about the stigma of the cruiserweight brand and how he always thought it was like a dirty word. And apparently Eric Bischoff was offended by that in Chris Jericho's book. He made some kind of retort. So responding to that and that people wouldn't want to work them because they didn't matter because they would never work with the heavyweights. And I'm just realizing how much the current WWE cruiserweights match that building exactly. Like, Cedric Alexander's never going to wrestle, you know, Roman Reigns on an episode of Raw. No. Like, because they're not part of the same show. And nope. so if somebody came up to Roman and said, you're wrestling Cedric Alexander tonight, he might go, why am I wrestling why a 205? Yeah. Why am I wrestling a cruiserweight? And he wouldn't necessarily mean that to be offensive. He would just go, why would I be doing sense. that? Yeah. And how do you think Cedric Alexander would feel about that, mm-hmm. you know? Even though they're having some of the best match, they're not getting any respect, you know? So, that being said, I feel like even though that moment was great, is that enough to carry the the story of that show? I mean, I guess you could call the renewed rivalry, which I don't understand how it got personal between The Undertaker and Triple H. Because usually they do the, it gets personal and then they book a match. It's really weird for them to say, randomly, for the last time ever, we're going to have Undertaker versus Triple H. And then after they announced that, it got personal because everyone picked Undertaker to win. And then Triple H was like, it's bullshit, you know. And Sean says, like, well, I picked Triple H. And Undertaker was like, well, you're only picking him because I beat you. And that's the basis of the renewed rivalry, right? I mean, I guess that's the cliff notes, I, right? It's like, I, I don't I get, guess. I don't see what the heat is. Like, I don't, like, like Triple yeah. H won and I didn't care. And I felt really bad. Like, I shouldn't have felt that way. Mm-hmm. The imagery was great. I thought the video package was great. I loved the idea of the two of them together. But then the second the bell rang, I was like, well, one of them is going to win. And it's not going to matter. Now, that being said, <laughs> it's probably the best Undertaker's looked in a very long in time. Well, yeah. But he was in the ring with Triple H. Uh-huh. He wasn't in the ring with Brock Lesnar. He wasn't in the ring with Roman. Uh-huh. He was in the ring with somebody that could, you know, and it sucks, carry him. Yeah. Uh, so the match what is actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Well, it's just, so I was going to bring, I, I was thinking, we were talking about this earlier. So then the next night. So the show ends where Triple H beats Undertaker at Super Showdown. And mm-hmm. then and then after the Undertaker and Kane beat up Triple H and DX afterwards by doing their finishing moves on them, which apparently is, is destroying Triple H and Shawn Michaels, according to Michael. Yeah. So then the next day, they say, like, I don't respect Undertaker anymore. So now Shawn doesn't have to be retired because he was only doing that out of respect for the Undertaker. And when they bring it up, they do this whole build where Triple H goes, you know, are you ready? And they look, and they're in Chicago, which is a crazy hot wrestling town. We were just there for All In. It's arguably, at least in the top five, 
best wrestling times as far as if you want to get a good reaction that's to a good go. angle, that's where you go. And I remember feeling, watching it, like people should be much more excited about this than they are. I should be more And I don't know if it's because the angle that Sean was coming out of retirement to be in a tag match in Saudi Arabia, which is kind of deflating, and that the rumor is that he's not supposed to be wrestling with anybody else. And that's what they would say, whether or not that's true or not. Right. And it's been out there for about a week. Kind of killed the snarky fans in the audience. But I could... F- and, like, go watch it back. When tr- when Shawn Michaels does the reveal, it looks like he... The look on his face is, this isn't worth it. Like, he looks like he doesn't want to be doing it. When he rips off his, his t-shirt, it's almost like, oh, yeah, we got... And then we got to do this. Like, he's going through the motions of all the spots, even in the ring. Like, they look kind of disappointed. I might be reading too much into it, but it felt like... No, it felt flat to me. They, people popped for it. People popped for it. But it wasn't the pop it should be for Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. Because it's DX in the year 2018, and we know we're not going to get DX from 99. We're not even going to get DX from 2006. Yeah, when they, they did the same thing yeah. before. That's never going to happen. Now there's two But it doesn't matter like you should like if you if you're not going to get the reaction, then why are you doing it? Does you know what I'm saying? Okay, so why they're doing it is one of two rumors that are happening right now is that they offered Saudi Arabia the country uh, offered Shawn Michaels enough money to want to come back just for him to come back because the prince rumored again wanted him which I love that because the building is the the, the Coliseum is under construction that's being moved to a different building yeah so he's coming back for like a for an arena show which is fine I think mm-hmm. that I like those kinds of I don't like when the sound goes up they they, they look better and they feel better vis uh visually but the the audience reaction I hope is better and then the other rumor is that uh, Sean is back only until WrestleMania next year. Hey, so Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles? What's the dream? I think it'd be AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. For the WWE Championship. Yeah. Shawn Michaels wins the Royal Rumble. No, I don't even think it needs to be for. It doesn't have to be for the belt. I, I, I don't. Well, think. AJ's keeping the belt until maybe. You think so? He beat yeah. Joe. He's gonna yeah. beat Daniel Bryan again. He might lose it to Miz. Joe might be hurt. I mean, he was obviously worth you know selling it selling like crazy, it. Yeah. which I thought was great. I don't understand. So I keep hearing people complaining about those things too, like the 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 double countout between Becky and Charlotte on SmackDown, and then the Joe hurt. Like, like don't you know how to build to the next thing? If you like, I understand that people get disappointed by the like it's unsatisfying, but that's so that then you buy the pay per view mm-hmm. to, to be satisfied. Yeah. yeah, like the Lita not hitting the moonsault on Raw. Yeah, but Showdown was. I mean, but I mean the be- the the best thing that come that came out of Showdown was. What John Cena's hair, his new haircut? Uh, no, the AJ and Samoa Joe match. Was <laughs> that good. match was really good. Yeah. Um, the Miz and Daniel Bryan match was a joke. It was weird. It's because it. I don't. It, the spot I, wasn't was fine, but it it like the time of the match was weird. So I like, thought it was just because that something else went long. Maybe They're like oh, here you got we have to cut this, and if we cut this right now, it'll even build more heat. So yeah. why not do it? And plus, the new Undertaker thing was next. And it took him. My wife went to the back to put the baby down, put him to sleep at the beginning of Undertaker's engine. And it came out before the match started. Yeah. It took her like five yeah, minutes. I know. You know? <laughs> so. It took 15 minutes for him to come out, what, at WrestleMania 33? Yeah. With that that ramp that goes from <laughs> the top of the arena. And that's why I was kind of surprised. This place was huge. I didn't realize uh-huh. how big this place yeah, was. Yeah. And it was packed, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. They never go there, apparently. Well, I don't think, you know, that that's that was the idea is that they wanted to do bigger revenue because they're, they are a passionate fan base. Mm-hmm. They're one of the better places. that they, they never worry about selling tickets out when they go to Australia. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, like, 
the biggest part of the show is that it's set up the Sean return at another show. You know, like like next year I'm gonna go like remember Super Showdown? You're gonna go, what was that? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I kind of feel the same way like about the uh, Saudi Arabia show, the, the greatest Royal Rumble. Like when you look at Braun Strowman, do you remember he's a Royal Rumble winner? And I'm saying he's a Royal Rumble winner. Is wasn't the this greatest thing supposed Royal to be Rumble. like once a year? Something why, like that. Why are we going back to Saudi Arabia already? Other than obvious reasons, money and blah 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 blah. Dude, I don't know. Why? I, why? I, don't, I don't know what's don't going know. on anymore. So this is what happened this week. I turned on Raw watch and this is on hulu too so it's the, the condensed version i watched like 20 minutes of it got bored turned it off uh, i waited until the next day and i watched the highlights on youtube i turned on smackdown i got about 45 minutes into that so that was a, a little bit better turned it off watched the highlight that's what i've done for wwe for the past like three weeks yeah no probably since i've been back from all in i don't think i've watched a full episode of raw or smackdown i haven't I haven't had time. Yeah, I haven't I'm always had time working on doing Wildcat stuff. Wildcat show this weekend was amazing. Um, amazing. I didn't get to go. I cannot believe you didn't go to this show. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bummed out to about it. To this specific show. Yes. My now, favorite Wildcat guy um, had a, a, a pretty amazing night. Yeah, this show. So, I know that if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been on, which has been most of the show. It's uh, been pretty much the I, whole I, entire show. I, I do nothing but sing the praises of Wildcat sports. And the reason why, though, is not is it's it's not a bias because i go to a lot of the local wrestling shows that as as i will say like they're not consistent the way wildcat is wildcat is the most consistent show they don't have the kinds of shows where you go oh my fucking god i cannot believe like it's not crazy stunt work it's not like ridiculously over the top but it's always very 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 good and always very very consistent every show is very consistent which i don't feel like it's very true of a lot of, of a lot of a lot of even wwe like you watch a wwe show and, you, and it's this weird kind of pull of like it might be great it might be terrible but it might be great and i'm coming to see if maybe it's great as opposed to takeovers where they're always great you well, know where we know every weekend that they have a yeah. takeover it's gonna that's be what i mean by and... consistent mm-hmm. like it just happens also be really really good but they're always like the same whereas wwe it's like this show was the best and this show was horrible you know like it's like the rumble this year in january was one of the best shows they've done in a long time for sure and then we have shows like backlash and extreme rules where everyone's kind of like what the hell fuck was this cell. yeah i thought hell in a cell was good but then the main event didn't make sense it didn't make sense and that's another thing about Wildcat is that they are you know it's a shame because they're a regional promotion they're doing their best to break out of that shane taylor was there. shane taylor ring of honor shane taylor which they finally announced him as. He's been working with Ring of Honor for a while now, but yeah. they always sell him like, like he's as a Wildcat like, guy. You know, like he's, yeah. I mean, he's still, and he, he is yeah. a Wildcat guy. He's a two-time Wildcat champ. But they finally like announced him as a Ring of Honor guy, which is pretty cool. And he fought Jay Spade, and Jay Spade won, of mm-hmm. course. And so now Jay Spade's like 409 days as champion. It's crazy. Billy Gunn was there. Billy Gunn fought Chuck Devine. The whole show was, from top to bottom, it really was their, I think, their most solid show that they've ever run. So the big thing for this show is the Rumble. The Revolution Rumble, which is just like the Royal Rumble in that you have intermittent people. starts with two and more people come in, then the winner gets a title shot for the Revolution title. Except that it doesn't end with one guy lasting. It comes out of the final two guys, and then they wrestle an actual match. Mm-hmm. Which and, I like. I like the format. Yeah. It's cool. And then it came down to Matt Lancey and Buku Dao, who are both former Rev champions and Wildcat champions, which is pretty cool. And that, like, you know, their seventh anniversary, two of the guys that have been with the company since the beginning mm-hmm. when they were doing It's crazy when you watch it, when you're in the building and there's thousands of people there and you have to stop and think. Like, I remember going to these shows when there was, like, 15, like, not kidding, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I was one of them, kind of thing. And that they were 
the guys doing those shows. So it was apropos for them to be in, in the match to the end. And Matt Lance speared the boots off of Bukudan. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the, the gif uh, a few yeah. times floating around the internet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, screw that. I mean, yeah, it's, the spear is not an uncommon move. Not even WWE. Like, no. there's five people in WWE that do the spear. You know, you got Goldberg. You got Charlotte does it. Charlotte speared Becky Lynch through the and, uh, SmackDown stages yeah. this week, which is pretty great. The LCD screen. I wonder if that means that they're changing the... They're not, but they the last time that they did that, Rhino speared Chris Jericho through the stage. And the next week, they had the fist set. And the reason why they were allowed to do it is because they asked to do it, and they, and they were like, well, you know, let's do it. Like, they're not using this set anymore anyway, so it doesn't really matter if we break it kind of thing. Nice. Uh, the uh, But I really think that Matt Lance has got one of the best spears. If not, maybe my... Because f- I know that it's not like... Like, Goldberg's spear looks devastating because... It's a real it's spear. It's a real... It's reckless. Yeah. It's, it's dangerous. He's not to safe To himself. Yeah. And the people he can spear to. And then you've got, like, Edge's spear always felt kind of the opposite of Goldberg's and that it felt very safe. It felt like a little hug. That he grabs people and puts yeah, them down and gently. Because that's yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roman, see, Roman has a good spirit too. And Roman, so, I know. think Roman really has an underappreciated, people don't appreciate because it it's Roman. It's Roman, yeah. But I mean, when he, the rumble where it comes down to him and Batista, mm-hmm. they trade spirits because Batista also does the yeah, spear. He does. Um, and he did it on Roman and it looked terrible and then Roman like gave it right back to him. It made Roman look really great because like, yeah, that's how you do it move dave but it was his first match back but matt lancey spear is it's good it's really really good. it's really really good so then they take an intermission they come back and it's for it's the title shot uh johnny flex is defending against scott phoenix and i guess because you earn a title shot you can arguably say well i want my title shot now even though you just had a match so matt lancey interjects himself into the revolution title making it a triple threat match kind of like a money in the bank cash-in kind of thing mm-hmm. Which is very unexpected. And then all hell breaks loose. Kojak Sly shows up, and then the Pump Patrol show up, and everybody's beating up everybody, and then Edric Stone comes down, and then they, Stone and Sly, smile at each other and double choke slam everybody in the ring, except Matt, who they, like, gesture to cover Johnny Flex, and he wins the Revolution Championship. And now Matt lands the champion. Like, that's two heel turns. All, you know, Stone and Matt. And I missed it. I can't believe you weren't there. And I missed it. I didn't, I, I... (laughs) But it's like we said it when Danny was here, like when he when Danny won the Revolution Rumble, is that they the storytelling they do makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Know? It's not like when Kevin Owens quit and then just showed up on Raw the next week. It was like the next week, right? It wasn't. It was. He didn't even take like a, a one week away. No. The next week he was back. Yes. With a whole different storyline and was helping Braun Strowman, the guy that choked him off the stage. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Like things like like little things like that happen, and WWE says like, well, people aren't you know, no one's going to notice that. Where I appreciate that Wildcat is a family-friendly, independent-run programming that has the wherewithal to also be coherently structured in their storytelling as well. And then you had the blow-off between Luke Hawks and Shane Douglas, which has been building since January, so that's what, a nine-month-long story? I heard I got pretty bloody. Oh, my God. It's weird. So, a few years ago, Luke Hawks had a, a, a dog collar match with Sukura, and those matches are very notoriously bloody. And that match went on after the 10 o'clock mark i think purposefully so that if so that like expecting the little kids to be going home because they would be going home anyway but it was so violent that you could tell that it kind of turned off some of the audience so they were like Ugh. and they and they like they left like half the audience left during that show because it got very very violent this show this main event i would argue way more violent than that match way more violent there was more um 
I guess, kind of kitschy, more cartoony. Like, they had the trash cans, and they mm. had, like, the two-by-fours. Like, so it was kind of uh, more cartoony in that there were more weapon spots. It wasn't as just pummeling kind of violence. But there was a lot of pummeling violence, and Shane Douglas was bleeding like a stuck Pizza cutter? A pizza slicer, yeah. I think that's what it's called, the, the round thing that you yeah, use sure. to cut the pizza. Luke Hawk took it and carved up Shane Douglas' awesome. face with it. Awesome. Bloods, but like, but then what that's the same is that same family family friendly show in the sense that uh, a lot of kids and families in the audience, but no one seemed to be put off by it. Everyone was like, like that's how much people, people love Luke invested, Hawks and invested, invested in the story that they were like, yeah. he he deserves it. Yeah. People were been like, look, Luke, don't go, don't do it. I mean, we understand, we get it, but calm down. Like after the show, like. Perry had to run down after the match. So he stuck uh, the match end where Luke stuck the crowbar in Shane's mouth, like the hook, and just fish hooked him, like in like a camel clutch until he tapped out. And Perry had to run down and like calm him down so he beat him up after the show. Nice. But then everyone was happy. It was like everyone went home happy. And that's what I'm saying is that like the story was so strong. It's like the Johnny Gargano stuff where he's kind of tweening because he's not fitting his character anymore because he's not doing the right thing but he's not a heel people are still behind him because Ciampa deserves everything what he's he gets, getting yeah. it's that same kind of story with only a couple of matches between them that's what it's like that very old school style of the NWA where they had one match in New Orleans they had or like you know just the altercation they didn't even have a match the the one match they had was in Philadelphia 4 months later and then this match was the rematch from that however many months after that and yet people were still invested, still following through social media, through YouTube, through their Vimeo channel and thing, you know, Facebook posts like that. And for that to be that, uh, for the audience to be that invested, it's like I'm invested, but I consider myself like a hardcore fan and that I'm going to be invested regardless. Like you're not, you don't, you're not working for me. You're working for the mom and dad who don't really watch and the kids who would probably cheer no matter what happened, but they, you know, work just as well. It was a very, very good show. Well, bummed out I missed it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a little break right here. We're going to come back and finish talking about our weekend. Yeah. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week. Where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. And we're back. Uh, 
what else happened this weekend? Uh, UFC turned into um, WWE again. See, this, is, this is it's kind of an ongoing theme here. Well, it's weird. So I gathered whenever I hang out with you and John that y'all are busy guys. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you, you used Box to and fight stuff like and stuff like that, and y'all. Are and John really does it. now. So yeah, so y'all are really into it, and you guys always end up talking about it. And I always feel not a leper, but just. I'm just not really I'm not really into sports. Yeah. I feel really weird. I don't like people the the Drew Brees broke the all-time uh touchdown pass record yards this Ever. weekend yeah. and I don't care. Like eh, I know that care. I know that it's a big deal for, you know, pride of the area and, and things yeah. like that. But if it never like I don't care. Like the you know, people are trying about putting Drew Brees up in Lee Square because mm. of it. As the you know substitute for the statue, I'm like, okay, I don't care. I don't support that. I don't unsupport it, but I just don't care. I try to do it because my dad's really into football because he's a normal person. Mm-hmm. And then the people that aren't into football typically are into something, baseball, basketball, March Madness, all those things. Never cared about any of that. I've only ever really liked pro wrestling. I don't know why. And when I do watch UFC, it's because Brock Lesnar or like somebody associated CM with Punk. WWE yeah, or Undertaker's in the audience. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. Like that's like, nice. lame, but that's how I really feel. And it's weird, like, even when I'm, like, talking to, to wrestlers, like, wrestling is a weird, so, like, there's there's the people that don't like wrestling, right? If you talk to someone about UFC, people don't typically go, I don't watch them, because it's so popular, they kind of accept, well, I'm not going to get you to not talk about it, and that I'm one of those lame guys who's not in a tip, so I'll let you talk about it, even though I don't know what you're talking about. Well, here same we with go, football. because I'm about to talk about same it. Same with football, but wrestling isn't like that. If you mention, like, I like wrestling, they're like, I don't like that. Don't f-ing talk about it to me. Yeah. You know? And then when I talk to wrestlers about wrestling, they're like, dude, all we do is, like, that's my life. Can we talk about something else? Do you want to talk about the UFC fight or do you want to talk about the Saints game? And I'm like, God damn it. Who am I supposed to talk about wrestling to? So then, you know, that's uh, why we me? have this podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is when I get to talk about wrestling. So, and even now, you're like, let's talk about the UFC fight. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the UFC fight because there was a, uh, I'm going to talk about two of the fights on there because it was uh, Tony Ferguson and Anthony uh, Pettis. Um, which are two good strikers in, I want to say they're light, possibly. Okay. And Ferguson is just coming back from having completely rebuilt his. Okay. And six months ago, actually. So he, quick comeback. Um, one of the dudes was bleeding so much that both of them were red by the end of the match. Mm. So it was kind of a gross match. Yeah. And one of the dudes shattered his hand on the other dude's face. Jesus. And um, this his ring, his corner actually pulled him. Like, wouldn't let him go back out and fight anymore, oh, which was kind of crazy. Um, but, obviously, the biggest news coming out of the whole entire thing is the, well, the, yeah. the Connor thing. So, this is Connor McGregor's first fight back since fighting uh, Mayweather. And it's his first UFC well, fight Well, technically, in like a year. it's his first fight since the bus incident. Or was he not involved in that? Oh, no. He... He yeah. is the bus incident. Yeah, so that's also that was also a UFC fight. No, that was not a UFC <laughs> Just fight. Just not sick. <laughs> um, yeah, so Khabib, Khabib um, jumped the ring um, and jumped Connor's coaches after mm-hmm. the match was over. After he had a rear chin lock thing that Connor tapped to in the third round, um, punched a bunch of his coaches, and then a bunch of Khabib's Khabib's. Um, brothers jumped into the you ring. Can't, you got to pick one. You can't just say both and then just hope that I'm one hoping of them's one right. Of them's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's Russian. It's a weird Russian name. Uh, his brothers jumped into the ring and beat up Connor. How is that allowed? It's not allowed. I mean, I'm just like, what is the? There's no security holding there's people down. There's tons of securities, but it was mass chaos. It broke out into just a a riot. We're really fight. Quick. We're, we're fight. Did fighters 
did the locker room like yeah, go out? Like who was involved? Like it's like not, just... it's no there's no like a locker room. It's not like teams or anything like that. No, I don't mean that. The locker room just... is really far away. <laughs> I was just like like in WWE when people would jump the guardrail, there was just this unofficial I doubt that it was ever written down. But this like, hey, if someone tries to come at you, you can beat the shit out of them if you want. And it was usually it was never I, I can't think of one scenario where any fan ever got in the ring and they could take Whatever wrestler was in the ring, it was always some little scrawny guy yeah. going up Triple H so or whatever. The guys who just would bop him. jumped in the ring was Connor or uh, other fighters. Yeah, exactly. That's so. what I'm saying. So most of most fighters, their entourage are other fighters. Uh, yeah. So I assume that it was just not not it good. It was not yeah. good. Yeah, it was not good. It was crazy. Um, it was about as you, the Brock Lesnar thing. You know, a few months ago when he got into the ring and turned it very wrestling. This was even more wrestling than a yeah, wrestler. That's what I've heard. I mean, I've seen the imagery from it. Where I it's was like, kinda, this looks insane. It's, it's really messed up. I mean, it was a really good match, and then all this stuff happened that kind of sullied the the whole thing. Was Joe Rogan trying to get a comment? <laughs> like <laughs> Joe Rogan? No, he was really happy because he was about to get into the ring to interview okay. somebody. So he wasn't in there, and they grabbed him to make sure he didn't get into the ring because he okay. was going to go in. There. I was going to say because he, like, he always no. does, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't even put the belt on uh, Khabib. Kebab. It's not kebab. It's <laughs> just kebab. Uh, they wouldn't even put uh, Joe, um, Dana White wouldn't even put the belt on him because he was worried everybody was gonna riot. So what is the what are the ramifications for this? I've heard that what that that Connor said this is his last fight that he's done with UFC. Nah, is that an official thing? Uh, he wants a rematch already. So um, what is what what are the bylaws that would prevent him from fighting Brock Lesnar? A wait for I mean they're, like they're, there's no like special like where they. Catch Disc, weight, yeah, that yeah. Kind of the thing? catch weight would be like two hundred and five pounds. I know that, but I'm just and saying, no way Connor can get to two hundred five. I'm just saying, no, I know that. <laughs> I so, can, I, can, I know that just by looking at. It. But I'm just saying, can you think of a and fight? real two hundred five? You know, you know, like well, WWE two hundred five. It's like in WWE where it's wrestling, so it's not the same thing at all. But it's just not. when you think of like what is the what is the the biggest marquee fight you could do in terms of. Just the two biggest names you could possibly put mm-hmm. against each other is like The Rock and Lesnar, right. which I'm surprised that they still haven't done. Mm. And they did it with um, McGregor and, and Mayweather. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, but the idea of a Lesnar and McGregor sounds like the thing that would end all box office records. It'll never happen. Because Lesnar no. would murder him. Yeah, yeah. Lesnar or, would you know, murder him. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like something where it just should no, in real in sports, my opinion. In real sports, uh, they have to follow like laws. I know, but in real sports, they shouldn't have people jumping the cage to attack people or this is, murdering people on buses and just and this is calling people and shoving down the... It doesn't sound... 100% I, true. <laughs> so, I know that... My favorite thing whenever people watch wrestling... Not one of my... One of my favorite things, when you watch a wrestling match with someone who's not a wrestling fan. Yeah, I know. It's and not whole, just not it's a wrestling fake, yeah. It's that, but you can watch, like, if they're doing it and they're being respectful, like, not someone who's being an asshole, you can watch them watching it and you can see in their face going, looks so fake. And my favorite thing is that I, and I'm not doing it on purpose, is that I do that while I watch UFC fights. That doesn't make any sense because it's real. Well, I know, but see, that's what I'm saying is that if someone told you, if you watch a UFC fight and someone told you that it was a work, how long would it take for you to believe them if that was true? I wouldn't believe it. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Regardless of whether or not it was true or not, you would not believe it, is what I'm saying. So how do you know that that's not possible when you are admitting yourself that you wouldn't be able to believe it regardless, even if it is true? Because I know what people really punching each other look like and feel like. Well, how do you know? Sometimes I look at fights and I'm like, that did not look, that did not look like that was bad. as well. Not all the time, and very rarely. I'm just saying. Oh, 
Are we having a discussion right now that you think UFC is fake? Maybe. Okay, well, that's a retarded <laughs> conversation, which I'm not having with you. Why? I think that that's a good, that's a good theoretical. It's like, not. How do you know? It's really not. How do you know? We, you don't know. You know what? There are real wrestlers. There are real wrestlers. I don't know how gravity works. But no, I believe, not, that's I believe not what it, I'm talking about. It is most definitely what you're talking well, about. Well, I mean, wrestling started, wasn't always a work. Wrestling, they say, is fake. No, wrestling wasn't always a work, though. I'm saying it doesn't matter what they used to be. Now we know wrestling's fake. I'm saying, like, what if I'm saying that? Go ahead. What, what more is it hypothetical not po- do you want to give me? Is it not possible for UFC to transition into a work? No, it's not possible. Why not? Does football turn it? Is it is it football going to turn if into ask, a work? If you ask my mom, <laughs> oh god, I'm not kidding. Every time someone wins, like like last year, she was like, like I can't believe they booked. Like she says, it's like I can't believe they booked the, pa- oh, the Patriots god. to win again. Like she says stuff like that all the time. Like whenever the Saints do bad, she's like, it wasn't our year. We didn't we didn't put in a good. They're not booking us. You know, we had our time, but it wasn't drawing enough money. That's why okay. they got to book. Okay, how about a normal human being? I'm just saying, not the one that's a wrestling saying, house. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just just something to think about. No, it's not nothing to think about. <laughs> why not? Why not? Because I've been punched in the face literally a thousand times. Okay. And I know what it looks like and what it feels like. So whenever someone always likes wants to point out to one of those things where it kind of grazes somebody's head and they get knocked out. Uh, that really happens when you get punched. I know. In the fucking head. I know that. So an actual real sport, which uh-huh. rest, I mean UFC is. Okay, I'm I'm not saying that I think it's fake. I'm saying, saying that, that it could be turned fake for what? For the same reason wrestling became fake. What? Why? To make tickets so that you can orchestrate it better, so that you can make would, the matches you want to make happen. I would believe that if they didn't already make the matches they wanted to, and they didn't make tons of. F- money doing real fights i'm just i'm i understand you, i know you if you say i'm just saying one more time i'm going to throw <laughs> this fucking microphone at you so you're so passionate about this and i and that's that's why i'm saying it is that wrestling UFC people, is not people are making your argument that you're making about ufc for 70 years about professional wrestling. well that's stupid because wrestling is fake okay i'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> And I just said I just did it again. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. I don't mean I'm to keep saying. saying I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, no, it's it's a plausible idea. I think. I believe. You can't hear my head shake right now, but I'm done with this conversation. Like if you found out that Brock Lesnar's last UFC fight, who is a professional wrestler, was a work, would you believe it? I know you wouldn't believe it, but would you believe it was pos- possible that it was? Just because it's Brock Lesnar, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's why you like, oh, it's got to be well, here's fake. An ex- that's an ex- no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. That is what you're saying. I'm asking you to concede to the plausibility of it being possible. But didn't I have to? Uh, I'm not even going <laughs> like, to say it. I'm, to... I'm done. Because if you say it, then you just know that I'm going to just talk about other things yeah, that you I'm don't want to open the door. Um, okay, have fine. you watched any New Japan lately? Well, I've watched. So, so the, the Wildcat fight. Uh, is so involved. I don't understand how WWE does what they ever. I mean, I do know it's because they have, they they hire like eight hundred people, people to work on it. Uh, putting all that stuff together takes a lot. So I didn't I didn't really watch Super Showdown until uh, late at the hotel Sunday night, and I was gonna stay up and watch Destruction, but I had to get up and drive five hours of the night, so I didn't. So I only watched. I've only seen some of the highlights of it, but from what I understand, it was a really good show. It was a really good show. I've only watched parts of it. I haven't finished everything. I'm kind of behind on New Japan. So Destruction's usually kind of a, I don't want to say a flat show, but it's a filler show. It's a yeah, yeah. It's it's like No Way Out in that it's the last. It's not their last show before Wrestle Kingdom, but it's their last show where they usually do big angles, angles before yeah. Wrestle Kingdom, and, and they always like to tease that something might happen, even though it doesn't usually. It never does. Uh, but this but show had a lot of good stuff. It on did. It. Uh, Switchblade left Chaos with Gato. 
And wait, wait, wait! I didn't hear about the thing with Gato. Yeah. So Gato's on Chaos either. Yeah. Is he in Bullet Club now? Because you're because yeah. he's in Bullet Club. Gato is in Bullet Club. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That doesn't. That's crazy. Um, we are talking about the same person. Is he wearing a Bullet Club bandana over his eyes? Yes, I think so. Oh, God. He went with Switchblades. He is Switchblades guy now. I uh, I on the same. I just they keep... turned on um Okada. I know that I knew that they turned on Okada. Yeah, well, down there they were together, and they both went to Bullet. Club. So when that happened, Gato aligned with Jay White in the sense that I believe in him now. Yes. So does Chaos still exist? Yeah. Yeah. They're fra- I mean, it's not like, right well, just now, like but... Gato. If Okada's no position to be a leader, I and think Gato's not is. there. I mean, I think Okada's still the leader and still trying to do whatever he's doing. Do they? He, he's back with the balloons too. So they still don't acknowledge Gato as the Booker, though. They yeah. don't. They okay. don't. Yeah. They still act like he's just like a manager. Yes. The on that same podcast, the well, the Jericho podcast where he talks about why he left WCW, I think it's Halloween Havoc, ninety six or seven, maybe ninety eight. He loses to Gato. He yes. wrestles Gato on, at Halloween Havoc. I think it's ninety eight, which I didn't realize. Yeah. And even he like they brought it up because because he had just done the New Japan show oh, that's awesome. when he was doing yeah. the podcast. I just think it's so weird. Uh, I haven't it's listened so to that one yet. It's so weird when you think about. Um, because him and New Japan has kind of dipped in and out of of alliances everything. with things in the U.S. for years and so years. So that's and why years. he went to New Japan in the first place. Because whenever they were working in Mexico, the yeah. first person they ever seen was Gato. That was didn't speak any English, didn't have any money, and he brought him a hot dog. That's so crazy. And that's how their friendship started. So, oh yeah. So Switchblade is now in. Um, I didn't get to meet OG. Gator. Gator didn't come over with all the guys during WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiger Tori was there, which is really cool, and he was really nice, as I said. But uh, I can't believe that. Like the Jay White thing, I bought. I I believe, but I'm more shocked that Gator was in Bullet Club. That's crazy. Jay because White he's... was always kind of odd being in Chaos in the first place. He was kind of well. People thought he was going to be in Bullet Club. Yeah. And they teased that with the whole, I said I'm in Bull yeah, Club, yeah. and then he was in Chaos instead. But he's not in Bull Club, Bull Club. He's well, in, I mean, depending on whose yeah, side well, you lean on. He's in OG Bull Club, right? And not the with, elite. Uh, with Tonga, Tama yeah. Tonga. Which is interesting because then he's a new guy. But then the idea that Gato, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's like the Bischoff being in the NWO, the idea of, it's not just that he's, because Bull Club is kind of like the Gaijin. The gimmick is that they're Gaijin, and Gato is not. Yeah. But that it's also... That Bullet Club is like the anti-authority group, and I just know that Gato is the authority. I know that that's not part of the story, yeah. but I'm aware of it. It worked in Chaos because they weren't – that wasn't really their thing. As I mean, you know, they Even though they are Chaos is that, that's, as their name, that, that moniker was much more applicable to the Bullet Club group. There's too many factions. L.I.J. has got a new member. Not Jericho. Not Jericho. Well, Jericho. Oh my God! So Can Jericho, Jericho attack more people dressed like someone? And people like, did people not know? The best is that he had like a really lame, lamely coat. put together coat on, so you could see his like Keep. intercontinental <laughs> title belt on while he's wrestling, and his like Jericho shirt kept being shown. But people kept like, be like, who could this? Who could this be that's attacking? It's evil? weird that they're going with an evil and Jericho. Because he won the belt from Naito. Well, he won it from Naito, and the way Jericho alluded his promo after is that Evil like took a shot at him. Evil came like out it... and uh, broke up the uh, attack one of the nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think that was like the the setup, but it still doesn't make a lot of sense. I do think that the the character of Evil's gotten is just now getting to the point where it has enough pomp that I don't. I'm not a. I I don't say that it was funny. But I did always kind of, especially when they do their house shows, and he comes out and there's no lights, and he's got that 
clearly plastic sickle that he looks like he's wearing like party city hollow i mean at first he was was. wearing party city just garb but it was cheesy enough and lij was cheesy enough that it it didn't bother me but he's getting to like undertaker levels of the kind of pomp that they're putting behind him the the money the the extravagance they're going into his entrance he's coming out on that chair with all the people and that jericho was playing one of the guy was one of the guys carrying him out which is masked like the druids for undertaker and then one of the Druid guys attacked Evil, and it was Chris Jericho, which is great. And he's got the weird makeup thing. Still doing the crow thing. I don't. Do you like the the weird? I don't mind it. Yeah. You know, you know why I like it is because we're always like ten years from now when we're talking about eras of Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. we can always go face paint Jericho. Yeah. You know, it's like New Japan of Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the rumor is he might be signing with uh, Impact Wrestling here soon too. What the hell is happening? Did you hear that? I heard that. Well, people would like to tie a little. They heard this guy say this, and then this guy said that, which is true. That because they had the impact meeting with WWE. Yeah, because they've been allowing them to use footage for mm-hmm. a couple of things. And recently. apparently, that's all that what that meeting was, because yeah. that's what he's out there saying. Uh, Scott Des Moines. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, said that it, all they were doing is open up dialogue. He's like, "There's no reasons com- wrestling companies shouldn't be talking to each other in this t- day of age." Yeah. So. Uh, also, the re- rumor is that the uh, Impact's gonna be getting rid of their TV show, like not doing a tradi- like what they're gonna do a streaming service, maybe or- a streaming service or their YouTube and Twitch stuff. Apparently, is doing very very well. Wow, like NWA is doing. Yeah, uh, and so they're gonna try to do like a different thing than trying to always try to produce. Well, Bound for Glory is this Sunday. Yep. Is it Sunday or Saturday? I think it's Saturday. I I can't keep up with how. Impact does their pay-per-views, and someone's going to be like, they haven't done that in years yeah, or whatever. Sure. I'm like, yeah. yeah, whatever. That's the last time. I... The last TNA pay-per-view I watched, I think, was when Brian Kendrick won the X Division title from Abyss, and it was okay. like Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles. It was like in two... Nice. AJ Styles was there. Uh, Austin Aries was like when he first started with TNA, so it was... God. There's enough maybe rumor 10 years ago? about this show that I'll, I'm going to be trying to watch it this weekend, yeah. so... Not enough to do prediction. Not enough because I don't know most of the people <laughs> yeah. on there. Um, I'm still just sticking my toe in every once in a while with Impact. It's all good. Every time I turn it on, it's good. Uh, I'm not disappointed. Don Callis is good. All the stuff he did with ECW yeah. and the and the time when he was even in WWE, even though it was mostly credited, love him or hate him. What's his name? The overwork, the over, you know, the something on a pole match guy. Oh, uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Yeah. Uh, uh, Callis was there during that time. He was a writer for them yeah. during that time too. He's in WCW for a little bit as an announcer right out there at the end. Um, so, yeah. And, and Don's podcast is actually really awesome. That's uh, his podcast. It's oh, him and it's him and um, Lance Storm. He shook my hand at WrestleCon, but I guarantee you. He, he shook your he, hand? Yeah. He didn't That's want... That's really weird for him because he, he's he, anti-handshaking. Well, he shook a bunch of the boys' hands. Uh, I guess he, he didn't. Yeah. Well, was, what I was about to say is that he did was not happy about it. Like yeah. He got tricked into like a scenario of like, well, now I have to do it Yeah, kind of thing. Because he's really open about that on his podcast. I that, know. Like, he is anti-handshake. He doesn't like to touch, touch or talk people. to anybody. He doesn't no, he doesn't him. mind talking to people. He's like, as long as you stay a yeah. distance away from him and you don't yeah. breathe on yeah, him. He got trapped. It's yeah. one of the things he said. I don't think he's in New Japan anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, I think he's gone. So, I I knew it was only a matter of time once he got the Impact job. Well, he doesn't he, have the time. There's no time for yeah. him to do it. Uh, which is bummed now because, I mean, he was just a really good heel announcer. Mm-hmm. Old school kind of heel put over the, the, the heels and and still did a lot of good color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think that's, uh, that's enough wrestling. What do we have next week? We have the Bound for Glory. We I'm going to try to watch that. 
And then in a couple weeks, we've got the May Young, Cla the May Young Classic Finals on Evolution. Evolution. We'll do a picture of Evolution, Jewel. too. And Crown Jewel is like the, the week after that. Um, Kurt Angle's back. Yeah, Kurt Angle's back. Has one of the Conquistadors. Did you get that reference? I did. See, I got it spoiled for me before I saw it, but I immediately would have guessed someone was... Because it's never not. Right. Every time they use the Conquistador gimmick now, Conquistador, it's always somebody. Uh, so, yeah, join us next week. Um, when's the next time we have to do predictions? Will uh, it be a couple, weeks. a couple weeks? We'll have Roz back on for that show, do predictions. And uh, we'll be back. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh. Go leave us a review now that you've listened to the whole entire show. We just talk about wrestling. Don't judge this show for your review. Maybe listen to a couple of them. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? I thought it was an okay show. <laughs> um, go on iTunes, leave us five stars, whatever podcast app you're using. You can also find this podcast and all the other podcasts in the network, which includes Future Flixless Billiam and Somewhat Nerdy Radio uh, on SomewhatNerdy.com. Those are our uh, brothers in the podcast sphere. Brothers from the Yeah, I think that's the brothers. Uh, we'll be back next. We release the podcast every Friday. Unless we don't. Unless we don't. We have been your host. I am Snarf Chris. And this was Sam Kiss. See you next week.